the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's show, today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And today we're talking about how you should have heads up and out of the sand. It's time to protect your backyard from terrorists. Now, I know you're sitting there thinking, oh, there she goes again. If it's not UFOs or um, meteors that's, um, or, or not spy satellites, not meteors this time, that are, are going to fall out of the sky, now it's terrorists. Well, the difference is that uh, like the spy satellite that may fall out of the sky or, or will fall out of the sky but may hit us, terrorists are definitely coming into our backyard and um, I and my guests should know, since um, we just came from a terrorism conference uh, put on by America's Truth Forum, and um, the results, what everyone, the experts in the field, including my guest, um, ha- what they had to say all were pretty much the same, and it's all pretty much bad. And instead of putting your head in the sand and saying, well, I don't want to hear about that, I'd rather go back to the mall or go back to listening to what's the latest with Britney Spears. Um, The time has come where we really don't have the luxury of just not wanting to hear bad news, so, you know, changing the channel to something else. Because it really, the problem is getting closer and closer to your and my backyard. And it's not just about, uh, we're focused today on attacks in Iraq. And uh, there are also attacks on the home front. My guest will tell you about some of those that we don't hear about as attacks. But it's not just about attacks. It's about how each day more and more um, Islamist, well, what we've been calling Islamist extremists, um, are coming, are living uh, amongst us and are demanding appeasement from the abolishment of piggy banks to the installment of foot baths and prayers in schools. And my guest today is one of the leading experts in the nation on this topic. His name is Dr. Paul Williams. He's the author of many best-selling books on terrorism. His most recent is The Day of Islam, The Annihilation of America and the Western World. And um, if you... Uh, if you want to believe, or well, I'm sure you don't want to believe, but if you uh, want to hear the latest news, and which you should, which you need to, especially today, um, Super Tuesday, while there's still time to vote and, and not vote against uh, some people who are going to put us in greater danger, um, Dr. Williams will uh, tell you like it is. And, and just like, you know, vitamins or peas, you might not like to swallow it, but if you don't, we're going to be extremely unhealthy. He's also a former FBI senior consultant on international terrorism and an investigative journalist. So welcome to the show, Dr. Williams. Well, Dr. Lieberman, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm not, uh, I'm, the type of vegetable I am is a lima bean. <laughs> 
Well, you know, that's what it's like. I feel like uh, I'm having to sort of spoon-feed this news and... and uh, you know, of course we'd all like to be hearing something else, but, but as I said at the beginning, we don't have a choice anymore because we have to pay attention or else the next president is going to be sworn in on a Quran, and that, especially if that's Barack Obama. Well, I think that, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, Dr. Carroll, a lot of the people in America want that to happen. Uh, you know, there, there is, as you know, there is Dr. Freud, Told us years ago, there is Thanatos, the uh, the, the death wish, yeah. and I think um, it, it, it's manifest among the American populace right now. Well, that's an interesting way of looking at things, huh? Um, and why do you think that would be that it's coming out now? Well, uh, it, it, it began, I think, this 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 desire to do away with our national. Uh, nationality in, in our country uh, probably is as is, is far back as 1965 when we changed the immigration laws and uh, when we started believing that race and religion no matter no longer mattered and that uh, you know America no longer was a place but a state of mind and we're bound together by ideology rather than by blood and uh, I think every year uh, from that time on until now uh, we have, uh, you know, relinquished more and more of our national identity, more and more of our cherished claims, more and more of our patriotism, uh, more and more of our will to to uh, survive and exist and prosper. And uh, I just see that. I just see, see it constantly when I go throughout the country. Uh, you know, people believing that uh, every culture is equally uh, 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 good, and uh, uh, even uh, Islamic culture. Uh, they, they, they will believe that, that the fact that uh, the, uh, the Islamic people want to mutilate children, including uh, their own, uh, in states throughout the country, that we should support that and we should condone that, and we do. And uh, we, should con- we, we shouldn't have any problem with uh, Islamic uh, cab drivers going through our grocery bags looking for bottles of liquor or, uh, or uh, uh, refusing to, uh, 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 to take uh, blind people with seeing-eye dogs as passengers. We we, uh, when they demand that uh, in, in the schools throughout our country, uh, they should have the right to uh, establish mosques, even in public schools, uh, we go along with it. However, we would never, never allow the uh, erection of a synagogue or a Christian church on, on such campuses. So I see it. I see it continuously, uh, Dr. Carroll. I see, uh, you know, this this will for death. I visited uh, Islamic paramilitary compounds throughout this country where uh, Islamic uh, men would go right from prison to a Jamaat al-Fukra compound, and they're trained with uh, fully automatic weapons and, uh, on how to assault the civilian populace of the U.S., where they're trained on how to behead people. Uh, well, when you, these, say, when you say you've seen this... I've been there. Okay. So what did you do about it? I've written many, many, many articles. Uh, I've, uh, one is called Welcome to Islamburg. Anyone that's listening to this program can Google that. I've uh, reported to the FBI. Uh, my research ended up in, a, in an ABC special that was aired throughout the country. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've, I've shouted from the hilltops. But, of course, it's, it's not nearly as important as Britney Spears. You know, having a having a crying fit, or or, or Paris Hilton uh, having a, a, a some type of, type of a fit yesterday. 
uh, you know, the American people, once again, they're, they're, they're either in a state of unbelievable complacency or else they, they have this death wish. And I, I kind of lean toward the latter. Well, okay, but so so you've been. Um, I mean, I know you've been. Um, well, you've been talking about this, writing about this for a very long time. You must be one of the most frustrated people. Well, Carol, not only that, but uh, you know, a lot of the people that we were even listening to during the, this weekend have never met a terrorist. I mean, they're, they're terrorist experts who have never met a terrorist. I'm an old-fashioned investigative reporter. You've met me. You're young and beautiful, and I'm old and ugly. But I have actually, you know, I go to these places. I've been to Islamburg. I've been to Red House. I've investigated these places at my own risk. I've gone to uh, uh, McMaster University in, in Hamilton, Ontario, reported the jihadi nests there, and as a result, I've received death threats and being sued in Canada for $28 million. You know, it ain't easy. It ain't easy being mean, and it ain't easy to love the USA right now, because you will pay a price. Well, okay, but when you, now, you were a, a consultant to the FBI, and presumably right. you told them about some of these things. What happened? Well, this is part of the problem. What happened was the, the FBI are now trained to be politically, politically sensitive to Islam, not to uh, upset any imam or not to upset any... Uh, a jihadi. So they went to Red House, and instead of conducting a full-scale investigation, they sat down and had lunch with these people. Now, you've got to realize, this compound was established by Jamaat al-Fukra. It's run by Jamaat al-Fukra. These are the guys that, that conducted the 1993 attack on the World Trade Center. These guys are responsible for more than 70 attacks on U.S. soil in recent years. I mean, heinous attacks. And yet, when the FBI went there, they played nice, nice, and sat down for lunch. Had a halal hot dog and went their way. That's true. It it is. It's just. Um, it's shocking. Why wouldn't these people have? Wouldn't they have been able? Aren't there laws that would have enabled them to arrest these people? Of course. I mean, these people under first of all are felons. They uh, the the Jamato Fuqua compounds, and they're they're in every state of the union. They're, they're everywhere. Uh, they're they're uh, they're in California with you. Several of them are, are in California, uh, close to you. They're everywhere, but and uh, the, the recruits come from the prison system, and uh, they're felons. And yet they go to these places and uh, with other felons, which is illegal, and they have uh, training, paramilitary training, which is completely illegal. And not not only that, but every year they're sent to Pakistan, which is insane. Every year they went. They're sent to Pakistan uh, for, for further time. jihadi training. Jamaat al Fukra. Boy, so what? Um, well, I'm going to ask you at the end what we can all do about this. Let's just I cry. Mean, I think... You scream like you know, like the thing they can do about it is like Oscar and the Tin Drum. You can beat your drum like I do and scream. Mm-hmm. Well, other than that, uh, Doctor Carroll, I don't know what to do. Lay down to your couch and get some, you know, some help. You know, on uh, on what to do, uh, short of doc- calling Doctor Kavorkian. I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess that's kind of the point that there need to be more people out there shouting so that uh, they can't be ignored. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you, you do that at a very, very great price. I've done it. 
as I said just a second ago, I'm being sued in Canada. You know, when you're sued in Canada, I, you know, I'm a, I'm the poster boy for NAFTA. You have no rights. I mean, my rights as an American citizen have been taken away. And I mean, you can turn to different agencies for help. Uh, you know, but you're going to get you're going to get nada. You're going to get nothing. Now that was for this. Was this anything to do with the? Um because I was talking to one of the other people at the conference about how uh, there was the problem in Canada finding um, um, terrorists, essentially, who were involved in the nuclear reactor connected that was to it, that was it. That's what it was, yes, yes. That's the investigation I was... Uh, the, 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 uh, in, in March 21st of 2003, uh, Attorney General Ashcroft and uh, FBI Director Robert Mueller held a press conference that was aired. Everything was interrupted. All the national uh, programs were interrupted for this massive press conference in which they said that uh, – there was a, 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 an al-Qaeda operative by the name of Adnan al-Shukrajuma and six other operatives whom they had to call her for the sake of nat- national security immediately, and that Adnan was the next Muhammad Atta. Uh, he is a man who, who, according to Ashcroft and Muir, was incredibly dangerous. They placed a $5 million reward on, on his head and the, uh, and the heads of his accomplices. Uh, I traced him to McMaster University. Where he was, uh, where where there's a nest of jihadis, and where he gained access to a radio, uh, a, a nuclear reactor. They have the largest reactor for educational purposes on campus. And when he left, according to John Loftus, a federal prosecutor, uh, and, and numerous other sources, including Janice Gephardt from the 9/11 Commission, when he left campus, the, the campus of McMaster, 180 pounds of nuclear material was missing. Huh. So, by the because I was reporting this and shouting about it, guess what? I get whacked by and, and sued by every uh, jihadi outfit, including McMaster uh, University itself. And I'm being tried under British law, which is incredible too. I'm a yank. Well, well, we'll have to uh, <laughs> we'll have to get back to this after the break. Um, I mean, it, it sued by the university itself, who lost all of the. Uh, yep. I, I guess that's because they don't want the um, Middle Eastern money to be taken out of the university. Exactly, and they said that you know if I signed a a, a disclaimer saying I was wrong, that the lawsuit would go away. Huh. But you know, I'm Irish. I'm not going to send that damn thing. All right. Well, unfortunately, we do have to take a break. This is all riveting stuff. Um, and that we all do need to learn about and shout about. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
The Cherry Douglas Show with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Cherry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Cherry Douglas Show. Join Cherry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Cherry Douglas Show with Cherry Douglas broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Cherry Douglas Show with Cherry Douglas, your premier source for faith-based entertainment, news, events, and trends. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today's topic is heads up and out of the sand. It's time to protect your backyard from terrorists. And I think uh, you're beginning to recognize that more and more as we hear from my guest, Dr. Paul Williams, who is a former FBI senior consultant on international terrorism, a best-selling author. Um, another one of his books is The Dunces of Doomsday, and he's also an investigative journalist. And obviously, uh, he's literally um, been there <laughs> with terrorists, amongst terrorists, um, and knows what he's talking about. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about the conference? Because I, it was an incredible, oh boy, I wish all of you, all of my listeners could have been at this conference um, this past weekend because it, it really does, um, you know, yes, it is hard to hear all of these things, but it certainly makes you want to wake up and take your head out of the sand because you realize that if you don't, um, you know, you're going to be having a mosque in your backyard. And, yes, that may well sound um, politically incorrect, but maybe that's where we should go before we talk about the conference because, well, this is part of what people were talking about at the conference, how, you know, what's politically incorrect is to say, 
anything bad about Muslims because people think you're saying something bad about a religion, and they should, all religions should get, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, and all religions should get equal treatment and so on, um, and don't really understand what it's about and um, what most of the people in the Muslim religion are up to. So maybe we should start from there. Easy. Uh, you got to realize the religion began with the Prophet Muhammad, who was a pedophile, who practiced genocide, who was a murderer, and made a living as a thief. Uh, when he when he died, uh, the movement that he started, uh, Islam, spread by violence by the sword throughout the Arabian Peninsula, uh, spread throughout northern Africa, spread throughout uh, Italy, Cyprus, Spain. This was a huge movement, uh, pushed up through the Pyrenees into France, and the Muslims were driven back by Charles Martel in the 8th century, Charles the Hammer. Well, when they were driven back, they came at us again. They came at us again. They started uh, conquering all of uh, uh, Anatolia, uh, the present Middle East, pressed toward Constantinople, conquered uh, Israel, uh, and that was the Crusades. And the Crusades uh, represented our attempt to drive them back. It wasn't an offensive by us. It was a defensive uh, measure to protect us. The Crusades went on for hundreds and hundreds of years, included up until the 16th century, uh, when uh, the, uh, 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 the forces of the Ottoman Empire pressed toward the gates of Vienna, and the Polish king, Jean Zabrzewski, uh, drove them back only by the, by the grace of God. Uh, they have been pushing east and west since the very inception by the sword, this is not a new problem. It's a very, very old problem. And uh, they have this violent mindset, and uh, they are determined right now uh, to impose Sharia uh, law on every human being. Uh, Islam does not mean peace, as George Bush once said. It means submission. And a Muslim is one who submits. And they are called by their religion, by the surahs of the Quran, which I have read uh, diligently, they are called upon uh, to slay us if we do not submit. And uh, that, that is the problem in a nutshell. Yes, and so that's why, you know, um, and, and we were talking at the conference about how the, the numbers of Muslims who, I think you gave some statistics about that, the number of Muslims who are against this, are microsco- is microscopic. We're still, uh, uh, Dr. Carroll, looking for, we have been engaged in the search for the moderate Muslim since, uh, you know, since 9-11. And, uh, I, I mean, sh- surely, I know some, uh, I have uh, Islamic friends, Ahmed Mir is a, a friend of mine, I have, uh, but I, I, I still uh, have yet to hear one Muslim cleric decry the fatwa that was issued in 2004 by the Saudis, in which the Saudi clerics decided that 10 million American civilians must die. I haven't heard one Muslim decry that. I haven't heard one Muslim decry the fact uh, that, uh, that, uh, uh, that, that every place in the world today, every single place where there's an outburst of violence, from Chechnya to Indonesia uh, to Iran to uh, Afghanistan to Pakistan to South America, every place where there's a violent upheaval today, there's one common denominator, and that's Islam. I haven't heard one Muslim address that problem. 
I haven't heard one Muslim address, uh, decry the uh, genital mutilation of, of, of Islamic girls that, that are, that's taking place throughout this country, this country, right now. And when I do hear that stuff, when, I he, when, when these Muslims uh, come forth, then maybe I'll change my mind. Yes, it's, um, you know, it is, it's sort of speechless. It, it is shocking to think that these things are going on. You know, some of the um, attacks, we don't, because of all the different countries that attacks occur in and all the different names of the various uh, parties involved, it's, it loses. You don't get the, the message in the news that um, that in fact these are terrorist uprisings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we think that these are all just you know individual uh, problems in different countries, rather than that this is all part of the same thing. Well, the the, the American people, of course, you know, I mean, the, the, our our uh, our, our, ma- our media outlets, including our newspapers and our our uh, our news outlets, are no, are now. Uh, uh, occupied not by journalists but by news commentators, and that's you know carefully coiffured and very good-looking people. But they're not people who are going to do their homework, and they're not people who are going to give you the real skinny on the news. The fact is that uh, the uh, Salt Lake City massacre uh, was conducted in the name of jihad. That the Beltway snipers uh, were engaged in jihad. That the uh, honor murders that have taken place in various states throughout this country were conducted in the name of jihad. The uh, the uh, Oklahoma bombing was uh, uh, conducted in the name of jihad. But you know, I mean, yeah, people can turn a blind eye to all that and allow these things to persist. But uh, they're going on. Yes. Um... I, I, you know, I, I, uh, you said something um, at the conference about how 9/11 is uh, the day that people say that that's the day that changed everything, but um, it, that's not really true. 9/11 is the day we realized that everything had changed. It is. It's the day when we woke up and realized, you know, uh, nobody realized uh, before 9/11 uh, how far spread. Uh, uh, you know, Islam, the Islamic uh, uh, forces had managed to gain control of uh, the civilized world. After 9-11, we came to realize that the Catholic churches, uh, beautiful Romanesque and, and, and Gothic cathedrals throughout France had become mosques. That the most common name for uh, baby boys in Belgium and Amsterdam and Malmo, Sweden, uh, was Mohammed. And... Uh, that 40% of Rotterdam and 50% of Suriname in, in, in Latin America had become uh, Muslim. That 60 million Muslims lived in, in Europe. 60 million. Uh, you know, they, then we, we began to realize there's a problem with, with, with these people, that they were cheering the attacks of 9-11, uh, that the next attacks of 9-11 uh, uh, were succeeded by... Train, the train bombing in Madrid, by the London tube bombings, by riots in France in which uh, Muslim uh, hu- hooligans they, they, uh, set fire in one night to 9,000 uh, police cars. Mm. Uh, the Van Gogh uh, beheading in, uh, you know, in, 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 in Denmark. But all these things occurred uh, you know, uh, after 9-11. 
Uh, and we, we started to realize that these people were making demands. In Austria, for instance, uh, the Muslims demanded that all the female teachers, all the female teachers in Austria, uh, must wear headscarves. And guess what? Now all the female teachers wear the headscarves. In Britain, uh, the Muslims demanded the uh, abolition of something called Holocaust Day. And they said, oh, no, if you're going to have Holocaust Day, you have to have Holocaust Day for the Palestinians as well as, uh, as for the Jews. So they did away with it. In, in France, uh, uh, the public schools, they found out that uh, the Muslim students refused to pub- participate in physical education classes because they didn't want to uh, have any kafir, any unbeliever, touch them in any way. Or, God forbid, they had a shower with them or sit in the same toilet seat. So they did away with the physical ed- education for the Muslim students. The, the Muslim students refused to participate in art class because they would not depict the human body in any drawing. So they were excused from, uh, 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 from art class. They refused to participate in geometry classes uh, because they refused to draw right angles because right angles re- resemble the cross. So they were excused from geometry. We they allowed that, and we and became the aware banks, of all the, right the piggy banks in the UK. Right, we became aware of all this after nine eleven. But what we haven't become aware of is the problem that's right here. Well, and even though we became aware of it after nine eleven, we then. Uh, fairly quickly stuck our heads in the sand again. And, and uh, you know, it seems to me that the worse things get, and certainly at this conference, um, both uh, Dr. Williams and myself attended the conference before this one as well, which was about a year and a half ago. And certainly, um, I assume you would agree that everyone was consistent in reporting that the situation continues to get worse and worse, more and more um, on the precipice of, of this becoming, uh, the whole country becoming Islamoburg. Right. Uh, Dr. Carroll, as you know, most of, the, most of the speakers are wonderful. I mean, Robert Spencer is wonderful. Uh, Joe Kaufman is wonderful. Harvey Kushner is one of my closest friends. He's brilliant. Uh, Jeff is a sweetheart. Jeff Epstein, the, uh, is a sweet guy, and he, his heart is totally in the right place. But we did have people like, like Carol Glick, who's, you know, she should be placed in a, uh, you know, in a, in a mental institution, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> now, now, nonviolently, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, but she needs to be uh, constrained. <laughs> well, we'll come back. We're talking today, and I hope you realize how true it is that you should be having your heads up and out of the sand, because it's time to protect your own backyard from terrorists. My guest is Dr. Paul Williams. We'll be continuing this discussion. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Barack Obama for the uh, since it's uh, Super Tuesday when we come back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. 
Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guest, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking about how you sh- it's time to have your heads up and out of, or giving you a heads up, and your head should be out of the sand because it's time to protect your backyard from terrorists. My guest is Dr. Paul Williams. He's the author of several books about terrorism, including uh, Osama's Revenge, The Next 9-11. And um, we've, we're t- <laughs> certainly by now, you uh, at least you have your ears up, if not your whole head. <laughs> and it isn't to scare you, but it's to get you to do something about it. And one thing you can do is to make a lot of noise. And since today is Super Tuesday, um, you could make a lot of noise if you haven't done so already at the um, ballot box, and certainly you still have another chance when the next elections come, when the uh, when it's brought down, <laughs> when it's narrowed down. And something you said before about touching, you know, about how um, the prohibition against touching in the Islamist religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, I have heard things, I don't know that they're true, but I just, you know, uh, anecdotally anyway. Um, uh, for example, I, I know a producer who went to a um, sort of a fundraising event at Oprah's house and a, f- a fundraising for Barack Obama. And um, she said that um, he wouldn't touch anybody. He wouldn't shake anyone's hand. And this is a man who has um, allegedly said that, or who has said, who has alleged that he has given up his Muslim or Islamist religion and is now a Christian. <laughs> well, there, 
in Islam, there's only one way that you give up your, your religion, and that's when you forfeit your life. Uh, when he was in school, and, 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 and the two school records that I, he, he attended two madrasas, and, uh, uh, and, and, and both places on his application and in his, his uh, student records, he's listed as a Muslim student. Uh, I mean, he can't deny that. I mean, that's, that's, that's a point of fact. But you, you do not leave Islam. You, you cannot do that. You, you, then, then you become an apostate, and when you become an apostate, uh, the other people either have to shun you or kill you. So uh, uh, I, I have a problem with that. I've, I've noticed that as well, but you, you really notice a problem if you're watching him with anyone who ever touches him with their left hand. Because in Islam, you know, you use your, your left hand is the, what, what you do dirty things with, like, you know, when you when you reach for the toilet paper, you reach for, for the toilet paper with your left hand, not your right hand. And anyone that touches you with the left hand is is giving you an ultimate insult. And notice that. Just pay a little bit of attention mm. to that. Like, he's, he's, he's he always has a looking out of the corner of the eye to see which way people are touching him. Mm. And, you know, I've, I've noticed that. But what's interesting is, when he, he left Islam... He joined the United Church of Christ. Uh, now I started to look into the United Church of Christ, which is only nominally Christian. It's a church that formerly was the uh, Church of the Puritans, which is uh, kind of ironic. But it became this uh, multicultural uh, 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 denomination in which all paths to God are uh, are, are, are are judged to be. Uh, equally uh, efficacious and equally valid. And uh, uh, this denomination, within the United Church of Christ, you have some people, some crazy, some women, who worship God as a goddess, the goddess of fire. And within the United Church of Christ, they have these ceremonies in which women, you know, well, for me, they're very interesting because they're, you know, they're, you know, some of them don't wear underwear, and, and they have these white gowns on, and they're offering grain offerings to the goddess of fire. This sounds like really crazy. Like, I should be honest. This is the truth, though. I have to... uh, but within the United Church of Christ, what's interest, what is interesting to me is they have allowed Muslims to occupy some of the pulpits. That's what I wanted to tell you. And hmm. nobody is talking about that. Oh, wow. Huh. So just because he belongs to that church doesn't really mean that he renounced being a Muslim. Exactly. You don't have to renounce being a Muslim in order to belong to the United Church of Christ. Interesting, huh? So what do you think? Um, where do you think, I mean, I, you know, obviously you're implying, what, but how, what do you think his, I mean, do you think that, that he's a plant or a puppet or or where do you think he's coming from? I think, uh, Dr. Carroll, when, if he's sitting, where he's attending church, and all, every, all of your listeners should pay attention to this, where he, where he was uh, attending church, listen to, that, uh, to, to the minister that he was uh, uh, receiving spiritual advice from. I mean, the most virulent uh, anti-Jewish uh, 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 hatred, the most vehement and, and virulent speeches I've ever heard were coming from that, that, place, that place where he was sitting down in the in the uh, uh, everyday listening to hate coming from the pulpit. And obviously, uh, uh, 
uh, absorbing it and obviously approving of it since he attended that church and still continues to mm. attend that church. I mean, uh, uh, th- 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 that church is the most anti-Semitic, uh, why well, it's anti-Jewish, not anti-Semitic, uh, congregation probably in the country. Hmm. And, of course, I haven't heard anything about that either. Well, do you know what happens when people try to talk about that? On, yeah. on, you can talk about that on the Dr. Carroll show, but if you try to talk about that on, like, the Rush Limbaugh show, they'll say, oh, no, we can't get into religion. Oh, no, no, you, well, you're taking us right now. We don't want to go because, you know, oh, we don't want to say that we don't want to hear this about, you know, any church. But it's true. Well, and that's part of, you know, that um, was discussed at our conference as well. Um, about how really um, Islam is not as much of a religion as it is a political movement to take over the world. Uh, and to take over the, you know, it's, it's since uh, since 1980, the, the Saudis have uh, uh, have invested over 90 billion dollars to convert uh, the U.S. to to Wahhabism, the most radical form of Islam. And that money has not been misspent because it has resulted in, you know, an incredible amount of transformation throughout this country. Right now, for instance, the uh, the Muslim agents in the FBI, you know, uh, will not go to the men's room with with other uh, 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 FBI agents. They want their own parties, and they guess what? They have them. Uh, we have throughout the United States uh, Muslim school teachers, you know. Uh, promoting Islam while denigrating Judaism and Christianity, having their students recite prayers and verses from the Quran on prayer rugs. And nobody's, nobody's objecting to this. Well, Muslims uh, have, uh, have uh, censored uh, primetime TV. Include, you know, uh, almost every popular show is, is brought before their scrutiny. And uh, they, have, they have called upon the, uh, uh, the censorship of, 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 of PBS documentaries. They have uh, they have demanded the uh, uh, the uh, shelving of some Christmas specials, and uh, once again they're getting their way. Uh, Islamists right now uh, e- even supervise what's taking place at public public parks and, and swimming pools. They insist that male lifeguards can't be on duty during certain hours when uh, Muslim women want to use the swimming pool. Okay. So guess what? And well, why do you think? Um you know, we are appeasing them so much. Because we don't have any guts, that's why. Because we don't have the guts or the fortitude to do anything about it. Uh, we're afraid that if we grab these people by the scruff of the neck, we'll be thrown in jail, which is very likely to happen. But look, let me tell you, your, your listeners, there are worse places than jail. Uh, and uh, there are worse places than being hauled off into a law court like I've been hauled off. But uh, people have to start saying no. And and when they start making these demands, when they start going through your grocery bags, it's time to grab them and to punch them in the mouth. Well, no, wait a minute. We're not advocating. I mean, yeah, no. I'm advocating. <laughs> well, I'm advocating. Okay. You know, Christians, Christianity, and our, our our heritage is you know, it's Christians and Jews. I mean, we 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 have a, a God who is not a God of peace. And even when Jesus came, he said, "I have not come to bring peace, but a sword." Well, let's wield that sword. Well, now, wait a I mean, minute, but that's making peace. it just as bad as, as Muhammad and, and Islam. Well, you've got to fight back, Carol, or otherwise, you, you know, you just, our ancestors knew how to fight back. It's not like that we started this. But if you start poking at me, guess what? 
you're going to have trouble because I am going to fight back. And if you hit me, I'm going to, I'm going to, when I hit you back, I'm going to be trying to put my fist right through your skull. And so I will whack you back. But we have lost that. We have lost that, that desire to fight, to stand up for our heritage and stand up for our rights. I encourage everybody here to fight. Well, yes, I, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying as far as, like, I mean, I guess um, an example would be how the draft, there's no longer the draft, and people are sort of um, don't want the draft anymore because they aren't, don't want to fight. They want to sit in Starbucks and drink lattes. Right, right. But, um, I mean, you know, ideally these kinds of problems wouldn't come down to physical confrontations. It would, I mean, other than, you know, in, in war situations, but I mean, um, it would come down to enacting laws that would, that would actually be... The, the laws don't work for the American people. The, 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 the country, we are too far gone. We, we, we have to really begin uh, uh, protesting on the most basic level. There's a, there's a mayor in, in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, by the name of Lou Barletta. This guy uh, it should be applauded by every American and supported by every American. Within his municipality, he will not allow employers to hire any illegals. And if they do, guess what? He takes them into custody. Yes. But, I mean, a guy like that has guts. Yeah. But outside of Barletta, I don't know, I haven't seen any other municipality adopt such measures. Well, and like we were talking about earlier on, in some cases there are already laws against certain things, and yet no one in, in, enforces them. Right. Like when we were talking about the, um, the terrorist training camp, surely there are laws against that, and yet you know, no one does anything about it. So do you think it's fear? Oh, well, I guess we do need to take the break. The music's getting louder. <laughs> we can talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. My guest is Dr. Paul Williams. As you can tell, he's a super expert on international terrorism. When we come back, we'll be talking more and uh, giving you a heads up so that you can take it out of the sand and do something. Stay tuned. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com 
Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy-to-understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, helping you uh, to get your head out of the sand, giving you a heads up via my guest, Dr. Paul Williams, who is a former FBI senior consultant on international terrorism, a best-selling author, including books like The Al-Qaeda Connection, um, and an investigative journalist. And um, as if um, he hasn't given you, you know, what he's talking about is really the tip of the iceberg. I mean, um, you know, he could go on for for days um, Telling you about things and hope, hopefully giving you, um, realize, making you realize by the end of this why you do need to get your head out of the sand and we'll tell you some things you can do about it. But just, I just want to make one quick comment before you get into, um, I guess the ultimate bomb, so to speak, um, the nuclear threat. But I, I just to mention something quickly about Obama. You know, I can just see if he were, to, well, even if he doesn't get to be president, which I certainly hope uh, I hope that won't happen. But um, if I could just see some students, sixth graders, you know, <laughs> ten years from now, um, even looking at his having gotten this close to becoming president, and saying, "What were these people thinking?" <laughs> his name is Barack Hussein Obama. We have Saddam Hussein and um, Osama in there. It's like it's almost like a bad joke. You know, if this was a, a spoof or something, a movie or a book, a satire on on, you know, um what if a an an Islamist became president, you know, and and they name him that. I mean nobody would believe if you wrote that yeah. in a script in Hollywood, True. you couldn't get it past no. the studios. They'd say, Oh come on, you know, that's just too obvious. Unless and, it were a comedy. Yes. And I'm not saying that you should vote or not vote for someone based upon their name. I'm just saying that just like his name, so many of these things that you're talking about are are out in front of us, or should be, and God knows you've been trying. Um, and yet we're sort of just just going along on our merry way, you know, going to standing out in front of stores waiting for sales till till uh, you know st- spending all night. Um, waiting for the stores to open so we can go to a sale. Why aren't people standing out all night in a protest about some of these things? So go, go, go for it. 
Well, I, Carol, you know that like like we've been talking right now uh, during this program, and uh, th- th- most people, you know, they say, "Well, what's you know, this guy's bashing Islam. What's the matter with Islam? Why should be Why should we be concerned about Islam? Yes. Hey, they declared war against us. I mean, let's wake up, folks. You know that that world Islamic statement was not just signed by Al Qaeda. It was signed by Hamas. It was signed by Hezbollah. It was signed by the Islamic group. It was signed by over 100 Islamic groups throughout the throughout the world, and it was condoned by the Saudi clerics. They have declared war on us, and they by by their fatwa, and this is by the clerical fatwa in Saudi Arabia. They said that 10 million Americans must die, and that not only that, but they they decided that we must die by by a nuclear attack. That's not coming from me. That's coming from them. I mean, just people have to wake up and read. Mm-hmm. That has been decided. Since uh, 1993, Osama bin Laden has been engaged in amassing nuclear materials. This is not, I mean, it doesn't take Einstein to find this out. This is no state secret. This is not like the, the mystery of the, uh, of the Trinity. I mean, he, I mean the, the, the uh, canisters of uranium-238 were found left behind in Afghanistan, for heaven's sake. I mean, there was a whole farm filled with uh, yellow cake left over by Osama bin Laden. These guys were engaged in preparing tactical and in, in, in securing and purchasing tactical nuclear weapons. At the symposium, we heard David Shippers. He's a great guy. He's a lawyer, great American, uh, an old Irishman, 78 years old, who, uh, uh, who, who was in charge of the... Uh, of of the uh, uh, of the Clinton uh, 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 trial, but uh, what am I? The, the, uh, the yes, but in any case, Shippers spoke about uh, a, a radiological bomb uh, being discovered in Chicago uh, by law enforcement officials, and he witnessed it. And uh, you know, I, I I can I can I can and verify when was the same. that again. I, I don't. There was a radiological bomb planted in Chicago, set for detonation, and he notified the authorities about it. Told them where, where about the where the house was, where the where the where the bomb could be found, and the the the, uh, the local law enforcement agency in Chicago, the Chicago police, raided the house, confiscated the bomb, and saved Chicago from a, a, a dirty bomb attack. But what? When? How many years ago was that? Last year. That was just last year. Huh? Yeah. And you talk about, in your book, uh, The Day of Islam, The Annihilation of America and the Western World, that there are seven cities um, who ha- that have been targeted for nuclear attack. Well, every time they, like Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, this came from the laptop of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who was uh, the Al-Qaeda third in-, in command, who was arrested on March 1st, uh, 2003. When they uh, when they arrested him in, in Pakistan, they confiscated his laptop, and his laptop was that information about the American Hiroshima, and uh, and and the, and the seven cities. But according to other sources, there were as many as twelve U.S. cities uh, singled out for detonation. And once again, let's not forget that the person in charge to uh, of the American Hiroshima, the, the the plot to set off these detonations, was Adnan Al Shukrajuma whom we, we spoke about at the beginning of this program. Yes, this, uh, you know, the thing is, as a psychiatrist, what I can say is that 
um, all of this information, and, and this again, this is the tip of the iceberg. I mean, obviously, uh, nuclear attacks are, are, I guess, the worst thing that we could have. But, but I mean, there is so much more, even, information that all supports all of this and, and deep, more details. But, you know, it's very hard for a listener or for anyone. I mean, even at the conference, by the end of the, the conference um, was Friday night and, and all day Saturday. And by the end of Saturday, it, it's your head, I felt, my head was exploding because <clears throat> it's, it's so much. Um, and it, you're, you know, well, what do I do about this? Besides, you know, one thought is to uh, buy land now in, uh, in, on some island somewhere, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But but then you have to think. Well, that's yes, that's a possibility. But that's uh, that's kind of a selfish thing to do. What we really need to do is to protect our country. I mean, we you know that's the thing. Growing up, I remember um, when you would read history books and so on, and you read about uh, the different countries, the rise and fall of the Roman Empire and all the other empires. You think that this couldn't possibly happen to America. It's like, oh, well, that's too bad for them, but it was just something that you couldn't even possibly um, imagine happening to our country, and yet we're being threatened by exactly that. Mm -hmm. And we're incapable. Uh, 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 Definitely. The the problem that that, that we're facing right now uh, point to the fact that uh, if anything is going to happen, it will happen on the local level. On a local level, the people listening to to, to this program can uh, can at least be involved in their school in their school districts, making sure that uh, that these uh, Islamic classes are not being taught. They can uh, make sure that something's being done about illegal immigration with their local officials, and if not, they should replace the officials. They can right now become involved in in the national campaigns and make sure that people like uh, Barack and and that people like even like McCain are not elected to office. Uh, because McCain was in, 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 in support of the open borders. McCain voices support of the New World Order. McCain said that James Baker should be in, in charge of our uh, Middle East policy. McCain uh, opposed any criminal, uh, opposed uh, what was taking, what takes place in, in Guantanamo and called for criminal trials for terrorists. Uh, McCain wanted to give Social Security to, the, to uh, all illegal aliens. You know, I, I have a problem with all of them. Well, I was going to ask you, because I must say, right now, um, McCain, uh, I mean, I was thinking that he would be the boy. What I like about McCain is his, oh, my, is his character. But, um, well, and there's no one that you... I don't like anything about him. <laughs> about any of them? You know I, I, mean? I, I wish I could say I did. You know, uh, the, I know, the, the, well... the two greatest evils are the ones who, who probably prevail today. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, let me thank you very much, Dr. Paul Williams, for um, causing us uh, to uh, get our heads up out of the sand. And, yes, I think what you were saying about, you know, it does seem too difficult to try to get our arms around the whole situation all at once, but we certainly can um, be much more alert to these kinds of things that are happening on the local level um, where all these appeasements are going on, where mosques are growing up. Um, you know, and, and where um... moss planted by Wahhabis are growing up. That's right. the problem. Right. The, yes. it, the 90% of them are funded and established by Wahhabis from, North, from Saudi yes. Arabia. That's the point. Now, obviously not the Muslims who are 
who are peace-loving and who are willing to stand up and say that terrorism is wrong. Where are they? Yes. <laughs> they need to stand up. That would be a big help, too. Yeah. Well, thank you very much again. Um, Always my, a pleasure, Kat. My guest, Dr. Paul Williams, and uh, his new book that's going to be coming out um, is called Bad Moon Rising. We're going to be hearing more about that. It's going to be coming out in December of 2008. But meanwhile, you can go get all of his other books, and uh, they go into more detail about some of the things we've been talking about today. So thank you again. The last one was the Day of Islam, the Annihilation of America and the Western World. And please, please pay attention to this. It is more important than Britney Spears. I promise you. So thank you for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk? 